Hello, everybody, and welcome to People and Politics. My name is Jameson Bauman, and welcome to our very first inaugural episode of the show that explores the ever so fascinating connection between politics and the people it's intended to serve. Um, now, before we dive into our very first discussion point, I want to say to you that um, I do have some experience in the political realm as a special needs advocate. That's my particular area of expertise as well as minority politics in general. And I hope by exploring the connection between people and politics, I can not only bring uh, to light some of the issues that I've encountered and that matter to me, but to help you understand and appreciate the political process which we live under. Um, And I hope that in time, through the course of the show, you and I will go on a journey together to help each other understand um, the issues that are important to us, as well as how to navigate our respective political interactions and processes. Because when you think about it, on a day-to-day level, every interaction is to some extent political and is to some extent a barter and a trade and a negotiation. That is, that's all politics is. There's a barter, a trade, and negotiation. And it's a negotiation for, for rights, for power, for prestige, for legitimacy. Um, and that's exactly what I'm going to talk about in this very first episode. Now, there's a lot of specific area of politics that I could delve into for this episode, but because it is uh, 2020, I'm going to dive straight in to a hot-button topic, and that is the realm of minority politics. Now, what is minority politics? Minority politics is basically, well, it's basically... Uh, trying to make your group heard when you're at a statistical or um, societal disadvantage. And this is something that I've known a lot about, and I've had um, quite a few opportunities to advocate, not only on behalf of myself, in a personal sense, for the needs that I require, because I'm wheelchair-bound, but for the needs of people in my community at large. And I'll tell you, being in a minority, it's somewhat easier to get people on side than it is um, 
when you're in the majority. And I think that holds true with movements like Black Lives Matter and and uh, Me Too. The reason they're successful, and they are very successful, is uh, these people are are coming from a disadvantage. So therefore, it's easier to get people on side because people are very politically eager to uh, level the playing field. And that's something I've learned a lot from. Uh, with that said, there are some challenges to minority politics. And specifically, that's what we're going to delve into today. And before we get going, I want to just clarify that this is my opinion. My opinion alone. Um, but this is based off my experience as a disabled person in the United States. Um, and as a minority advocate more generally. With, with out, of the, out of the way, there are three topics or three specific barriers I want to break down and I'm going to try to relate them to you in simple um, terms. The, the first um, challenge is going to sound ridiculous to people who haven't dealt with it, but that that's okay, just bear with me. There is, there is a point to it. Um, and that is beginning the process of people recognizing that there is an imbalance, that you are discriminated against or oppressed or treated differently or uh, however you wish to put it. The first step in the process is getting uh, the majority population, the people who don't have to deal with that issue on a daily basis, um, to to recognize that it is a problem for more people than they think, and it is to their benefit if they would work alongside us to correct it. Now. How does one do this? Well, obviously, as we've seen in the uh, news recently and throughout the middle of the 20-teens so far um, and 2020, uh, social media is very effective. But I'll tell you, it is not always, not always a big grand uh, gesture or a catchy slogan that gets um, people's attention. Sometimes it is simply a quiet word on the street or uh, or talking to talking to a young child who then spreads the word about this issue because they go they go and tell their parents, um, that that they learned about this today at school or whatever. That's why it's, in my opinion, 
crucially important that people of all minorities make sure that um, they are seen. They need to be seen in public. They need to be seen doing regular things. And they need um, to not try to conceal um, whatever the difference is that needs to be brought out into the light. And that is not always easy um, because sometimes it can be embarrassing, it can be uh, scary, can either be dangerous depending on the situation, but uh, that that's how you get the ball rolling. And once you do get the ball rolling, you can uh, start the process of building your inner circle and allies and support systems. Support systems are very important. Uh, and that's the second topic I want to uh, address with you today is the support system um, that really gets the movement going. Uh, you know, it's you can be out there, you can advocate, um, but you need you need people around you who are knowledgeable in the subject area. Um, but also can let the person in the minority be the, um, be the, um, star of the show and won't overdo it and won't overshadow the person who is advocating. And this can happen on an individual basis or on a community structure, or what have you. But uh, it's very important that you have a good idea of your support system so they can help you get your message out. And that will help, that will help um, you bring to people's attention that there is an imbalance here that people need to pay attention to, need to be corrected. Um, the second challenge, which I want to um, briefly touch on, is just how um, monotonous it can sometimes feel to make any substantive change. It can be it can be tiring, it can be stressful. Um, you may question whether or not it's worth it. But I say to you, uh, all those things I have felt and I felt them deeply. But I say to you again, it is worth it. Um, and uh, when you 
do finally feel exhausted, I guarantee you. You'll feel exhausted not because you haven't done anything, because you've done a lot of a lot of work. Um and uh you may not see the effects of it, at least not immediately. But um those effects will play out. Sometimes it just takes time. The third challenge, which I've definitely experienced as it comes to advocating for minority politics, is um, the people who, for whatever reason, uh, both in the majority and sometimes in the minority, don't support your position that you're advocating, and you have to realize that th- that's not a reason to be discouraged. That's a reason to be encouraged, because that means one of two things. You either need to change your approach, or you need to stick with it, because it's unsettling people, and it's making people uncomfortable but in a healthy way. And in that case, you need to you need to stick with that approach. And and if it doesn't make people uncomfortable, if you get if you get some stick online or on Twitter, or if you get a little flack, good. That means you're you're getting in there and you're making those people who've been in the majority, uh, living their happy, unassuming lives, feel uncomfortable and think a little bit and sweat a little bit. And that's a good thing. That doesn't mean you're being disrespectful to them. You're challenging, you're challenging their bubble. You're challenging their thoughts. Um, and they, they challenge what or you're challenging what they thought was previously the status quo. Now, obviously, I there there is a line because go go too far, and you'll turn people who, in the majority, otherwise would have been with you, you'll turn those people against you. So you do have to be careful with it. Um, but it, it, it never hurts to make people uncomfortable. And that's why, um, movements like Black Lives Matter, Me Too, MoveOn.org, Change.org, uh, that's why those movements in particular, and there are many, many more, um, the feminist movement in the 60s and 70s and 80s. Um, that's why those movements were so successful. Is because they made people uncomfortable and challenged their preconceived notions. And that is that is the uh, a goal of minority politics is not necessarily propelling yourself 
into full majority status, at least not immediately, because that's simply not going to happen overnight. But um, getting your message out there and slowly starting to chip away at all those barriers which exist, uh, that's the cut and thrust of minority politics. And that is going to do it. Um, not every episode is going to be like this. Uh, is it not just going to be my opinion about what what should be done or what could be done with uh, regards to an area politics or current events? But we're going to try and have interviews and guests and uh, exchange of thoughts and opinions so I can bring to you a fuller, richer experience. Uh, Well, I hope you enjoyed this very first episode of Power and Politics. Thank you very much. This is Jameson Bauman, signing off. Thank you.